Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Beginning of the month, it's a Thursday night. We have a real cool guest on our phone. Started off a Zoom that didn't go so well. Then uh, we moved this bad boy over to our other platform that we love so much, Facebook, yeah. sort of. Do we really love it that much? I don't know. <laughs> it's like a fucking, it's like- you It's got, a love-hate. Yeah. I love yeah. to hate it because I get booted off of Facebook so often. Well, stop it's being, really stop it's really hard. It's really hard to run a, a business and, and do a lot of social advertising and marketing and branding and stuff. And then I get booted off so often. And I saw in one of the RMT groups, someone someone asked a question like, um, because Facebook now has the ability on pages to to book appointments, take appointments. This person was asking, should I get rid of my web page? And I was like, oh, horrible no, idea. No, 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 and our that. our buddy, Rob, who um, we've had on the podcast before, made a comment, and I'm hoping it was me in the comment that he was talking about. He's like, ooh, that's a bad idea because I have a colleague that gets kicked off of Facebook quite often and therefore can't conduct business on Facebook. And I was hoping that I would be the colleague that he was talking about. <laughs> it's got to be you. You get all the time. Well, hey, everyone, it's Amanda, and we're recording tonight. As Mark said, it's a Thursday night, and uh, we're going into a holiday-long week. So we're recording a little late because we're talking to a colleague from California. We've got Alyssa on the phone, who's a certified massage therapist and uh, soon to be neuromuscular massage therapist. And we're going to talk about all things, all the things. There's literally no plan. We're going to talk about going to school and starting a practice um, while in the midst of a global pandemic. Which we're going to suck. Yeah, we're, but but must it? Alyssa hasn't seemed to have much trouble. So I think that's going to be, you know, a good perspective for people to hear. And we've had other guests on the show that, um, you know, have actually done very well. We are so, so lucky. Um, You know, as I said, this is a take two. So you may or may not hear some of the stuff from take one. But we are so, so lucky to be regulated healthcare here in Ontario. And as Alyssa said, now being recognized as healthcare in California and, and in other places in the States that we're not being impacted. We can still work. There are so many people right now who are out of work. And, you know, I just feel like I can't complain about a damn thing, but I'm feeling for a lot of people. That thing in California, remind me to talk about it. Is that new? That's relatively new, right? It is very new. Like okay. just probably within yes. the past month or two, if anything. Yes. Right. Okay. And, and I'm assuming that has a lot to do with whatever the associations are in California, kind of rallying together. That way we can have the declaration that we are healthcare and then get the, get you guys back to work, I assume. But don't don't tell me that now. Let's wait till we get to it. <laughs> I just jumped the gun a little bit. I got a little excited. So we'll start with we'll start nights. with a formal introduction then, Alyssa. For Sounds anyone good. listening, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? So you know, I mean, I kind of let the cat out of the bag that you are a new therapist. But you know, when you got into this, why you got into this, how long you've been practicing, and you know, a little bit for us to get to know you. Yeah, no, awesome. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so I started school, let's see, back in October um, 2019, I believe. Um, I was working in restaurants. You know, I would work 16 to 18 hour shifts, like 60 Brutal. to 80 hours a week. I was go, 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 like always, ever since I can remember, since I was maybe 16. So for 10 years, just grinding. Um, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. And it's been my dream my whole life to live here in the beautiful West Coast of California. 
Um, and everyone has always kind of laughed at me because it's expensive. Like, why would you want to live here? Um, look at my weather right now. It's beautiful. And we've had eighties all week. So I am not complaining. <laughs> um, you know, like I love it here. <laughs> no, we were uh, below zero today. So yep. I wouldn't complain if I were you either. Oh, I'm not complaining at all. <laughs> we're freaking freezing. But the earth moves. The earth moves out there. That's the scary part. Anytime I think I would love to be somewhere where the weather's a little bit better, there's always something that comes along with it. The ground shakes out there. You go to Florida, it's fucking hurricanes. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm scared of the elements. Well, so it's interesting you say that because I actually, um, you know, I went to art school for one year and that was just $54,000 for tuition. You know, there are 500 students. It wow. was a very private art school. And I'm like, you know, technically I don't need to be paying over $200,000 just in tuition for a piece of paper telling me I'm passionate about something, you know? <laughs> so I actually packed my car and moved to Florida and lived there for four years and went through two hurricanes and all that fun stuff because yeah. I figured it's warm, but cheaper than California. Mm -hmm. um, so that was interesting. So yeah, um, I kind of wanted to start being a massage therapist because my, one of my mom's best friends was a massage therapist for the Cleveland Cavaliers for like eight years. And she bought her own house, you know, at the age 40. Like, I don't know. I think that's awesome. You know, she had her own house at like a decently young age or whatever to buy that kind of in full and not have to make super big payments and stuff or, you know, renting forever. Um, and I just saw like how she had time to do things. She could go vacation. She could go travel with sports teams or go to Florida occasionally to do golfing tournaments and like then take a bunch of time off for vacation. And I was like, I love that, you know? So for me, it's something where I love what I'm doing now. It's taken a whole nother path learning what I have, but having that kind of control of my schedule and not having to work 60 to 80 hours a week just to like live you know you said so many things can so i ask many you things. can i ask you one quick question though because i know yeah. nothing about the states well i don't know much about the states and massage therapy the emblex does the emblex allow you to practice everywhere like what states does the emblex allow you to practice in or is it easier to say what states does it not allow you to practice in? It's hard. It's so when I first, I still don't know if I honestly fully understand the MBLEX because okay. it's it's confusing because it's where, because there's board certification as well. Yes. Um, board certification, which that one I'm not super knowledgeable on, but the MBLEX is something I'm interested in. So I think it's not so you can go to every state. So um I think in the first cut, you were talking about like tattoo artists, you guys aren't, your tattoo artists haven't been working well, ours have, right. and they also have the right to go to any state and just do a guest chair and like tattoo in any state at any studio whenever they want. Mm. So why can't we who are medical? Yeah. Um, so my teacher is um, very high up in the American Massage Therapy Association. Um, so he expresses his strong beliefs on things that we want to start fighting for to change that we deserve, you know, and that being one of them is why can't I go massage in a different state so mm -hmm. if you get the emblex you pretty much just have to go through getting permits you know so you can I'm, i believe it's where you can carry that your certification like your 500 hours proving right, right, like right. you went to school so you don't have to do classes again to get certified in that state but you still have to follow all their regulations exactly. and permits and like apply for things and some states here i don't even think you have to have Anything. a certification yes and then um 
licensed massage therapists are in most states, but California is going to be probably one of the last ones to become licensed. And to me, that's crazy. Yeah, like, what's the difference between being licensed and being certified? The states really confuses me when it comes to massage. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's so confusing because it's almost like I've, you guys have talked about it before. Some people do massage just because they want to work in a spa and do that relaxing kind of zen out thing or some people want to be more medical. So I think the thing as far as license is a doctor's not necessarily going to want to work with me maybe directly because I'm certified. I'm not licensed, you know, and I don't know. It makes you sound better. (laughs) A license does sound much more official. I think it has a lot. Exactly. I don't know. I'm making this up. I think it has a lot to do with possibly the state and the state license, the the state exam that you would have to write for massage therapy. And if you pass that, it clearly doesn't have anything to do with the hours. So for example, in New York, because New York has their own massage therapy kind of governing system. So you have to get a state license. And I believe that's what grants you now the ability to say you're a licensed massage therapist so i'm going to guess like people that are using a title lmt then they have some sort of state licensing exam or something like that i don't know please someone tell me so I, just, you, I made all of that, totally shit up, that yeah no that's that sounds <laughs> no, no, right no, so then so correct on that okay. so Alyssa, yeah. then when you finish school like is you finishing your 500 hours is that enough to then say you're certified or was there any kind of exam california doesn't have oh, a yeah, state no, license so do they? For, no so california doesn't do the state exam exactly. but something they no so they used to but it doesn't make you licensed okay but they started doing it it's like every other two years you do it you don't do it so i don't know exactly about that but so far like when i started school we didn't have to take that so i was like that's cool Mm -hmm. but so for school because i went to um the national holistic institute it's a um well-known massage therapy school kind of throughout california there's a few locations for it Um, and they also have the neuromuscular program, which is like the only state accredited program for neuromuscular massage, which is pretty interesting and awesome. So some people come from other states just to take the neuromuscular, but so in the core program, um, I had to do it for a year pretty much because I could only go three days a week. So it'd be four hour night classes, two days a week, and then an eight hour class on Saturday, you know, all day kind of thing. So once you hit that 500 hours, which I did in August, and I went right away to go apply for my certification, and I didn't graduate until October. So I actually started working right in August, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. to me, like I, you know, I would like I explained about before, like I work, I'm, I can't sit around, you know, 20 hours a week. What? That's full time. Like, how am I going to do that? But, you know, and I kind of probably burned myself out a little bit at first, <laughs> but, you know, because the school was kind of a lot and we were doing clinic. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting because some kids didn't do that and or some adults even, you know, there were actually a lot of older people, too, but some people didn't get certified at their 500 hours. They waited till either at graduation or after graduation. Um, and so it took them way longer. So I've almost come up on a full year of almost working now, you know, outside of school while being in school. So I've had lots of body work experience. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So many things were just, <laughs> I know I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. You're just like me. You talk very fast and say a lot of things all at once. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so what was your experience like in school? Like, you know, I understand why you'd want, actually, you know what, let's, let's backtrack to when you were talking about why you wanted to get into massage, because we've talked about this a lot before. And I think you said some really important things there. And I'm just sort of hitting on them again, because I think sometimes people need this reminder, especially right now where people are so stressed out and frustrated and whatever. This type of 
career is frigging amazing. Mm-hmm. You have so much control yeah. over your schedule. You have so much control over your income. Um, you know, we had posted something where we talked about, we sort of asked the question, do you think you can make good money as a therapist? Because we do hear a lot of people saying, ah, you don't really make great money, which Mark and I both really disagree with. We've both made really good careers out of massage therapy, and we think that there is definite income potential there. But, you know, maybe you have to change your mindset. And someone said to me, it's not only about mindset. A lot of a lot of places don't pay very well. And, you know, you have to find a place that pays well. And I think the point of us saying that was it's you know, yes, if you want to be an employee, cool, be an employee. You can still make decent money because even if you're working at a place that doesn't pay like top dollar, you're still making more than a lot of people make, you know, making 40 bucks an hour. If you work full time, you can still make a decent living. But we were speaking more about like what you were just saying, you have the freedom to decide how often you work and to kind of be either self-employed or be a subcontractor and just do your own thing and work as many hours as you want. And you have so much control over your schedule and over your income and this work-life balance that people always talk about, that people strive for, it's a lot more attainable when you're the one that's in control. You decide how much money you want to make and fucking go for it. Do whatever you want to do. Mark's just staring exactly. at me like, well. No, uh, I'm staring <laughs> at you for a bunch of things because we, didn't you also have a, a message conversation with Parker who uh, who was in one of our, every once in a while we do these random Zoom business meetups with a, which, with a bunch of therapists and it's just an open call. We just say, hey, whoever wants to hang out with us and uh, shoot the shit about business business stuff and normally we get i don't know a decent handful of people you know some some of the drinks are going some of the time but we have some really good conversation and we share some really good ideas and there's there's always some kick-ass therapists in that group that have thriving businesses so they're yeah. always ready to give out a lot of free information as to how they got there and things they did that worked it's really very well. inspirational to do those things and yeah as mark said I, I got the nicest facebook message the other day from one of the therapists who's joined us on a few of the calls because i was joe i was sort of half joking but i was serious i said uh, the way I decide how much I'm going to work in a week is how much money I want to make. So if I, you know, if I want to book a vacation or if I have something expensive I want to buy, I'm like, hmm, how many extra treatments is that going to cost? And I book accordingly. So it, it was sort of half said in a joking way, but I, I really do do that. You know, like we have the freedom to say like, you know what, this week I'm going to treat four extra people because I could really use that extra 400 bucks yeah. this and week. And Parker so listened to that and then yeah. she used it. She's like, fuck, why, why don't I think like this every once in a while? Well, yeah. So she sent me a message and she said, you know, obviously I knew that, that we have the potential to do it, but it was such a great reminder. So she's saving up for something right now and she normally doesn't work on Fridays. She said, so what I've been doing is just opening up two, three spots on a Friday. So still not working on my day off, but two, three spots just to bring in that extra money that I wouldn't have made. And I'm putting all that aside because she's saving up for something. And I was like, cool. I fucking love that. Yes. No, I love that. That's awesome. I mean, it's easier to go on vacation and plan things and like exactly have a life to be able to do stuff. So I definitely agree with everything that you're saying. And the other thing that I wanted to wanted to unpack a little bit on that is the work-life balance thing. Like (laughs) maybe it's because I'm older and I just think old ways, part of your mission in life is to work hard, but yeah. I don't, I, I get the work-life balance. I understand the importance of it, but I honestly feel that you can have a much better work-life balance if you just eat shit for five years, eat shit for three, four, five years. And then the work-life balance you're going to have after that is going to be well, so yeah, much you better. You can't expect to walk out of school into but a so career and do. have a work-life so balance. So many people do because that has mm-hmm. now become part of the conversation, work-life balance, Well, no, I think, I think, 
you're, I think you're combining two different things. Just put it all together. Work-life balance and um, self-care are not the same thing. Okay, but people always lump all that shit together. Yeah, but they're not. They're not the the same thing. The people that preach the work-life balance are the same people that are preaching the the other part. Well, I'm going to define them for anybody listening who wants to hear my fucking made-up version at 9.30 p.m. on a Thursday night of what I think of these two things. I'm going to sit back and vape (laughs) if that's going to happen. So work-life balance (laughs) is something that is... It's a goal. It's something that we're all striving for. But sure, as soon as you come out of school, it's not going to exist right away. Because if you want to build yourself up as a great therapist and build a career, you know, this is not just a job, right? This is a career. So you've got to build a clientele. You've got to um, build up your branding and your imaging. And, you you know, you've got to make a name for yourself. So that doesn't just happen overnight. So, yes, as Mark said in the beginning. I And there's going to be evolution that takes place. So you're almost starting over sometimes. Right. So in the beginning. You can't expect that, oh, you know, I'm a massage therapist now, so I can only work this much. Because in the beginning, you're not going to be this super busy therapist that has a wait list or, you know, maybe there's going to be somebody who says, oh, I was great. You're the exception, not the rule. So in the beginning, work-life balance doesn't necessarily exist. That doesn't mean you can't honor boundaries and have self-care. That doesn't mean you can't say physically, I don't feel like I can treat more than 25, 30 hours in a week. Fine. But those other hours, like you should still be working full time, meaning you should still probably be working 40 hours. Those other hours should be working on your business and doing the marketing and doing the branding and trying well, to I'm build happy up you your said practice. That because and, I don't think that's the way a lot of people take no, it, and by it, the way. Well, and that's the thing is you can still say, you still can live your life the way you want to live. Like nobody's going to tell you what to do. But if you want to truly have a work life balance where you can be successful in your career and enjoy your life and all of those things simultaneously, then you do have to really work hard in the beginning and build your business the way that you've envisioned it to be by setting goals and working really fucking hard to get there. And once you get there, then you're sitting pretty and you can, you know, work as much or as little as you want. And so that's what, you know, Mark's always saying, I don't understand this work-life balance. Well, that's because Con Ed as a business is what, six years old, like that we've been doing it full-time, five years, six years old. So we've been in this, this phase of just working our fucking ass off. Plus we worked through the CMTO changing the quality assurance program. We've worked through a pandemic. So yeah, we work really fucking hard. But the ultimate goal is to be able to kind of kick our feet up a little bit in a few more years and have work-life balance. That's my point. So many people take exactly. it the, so many people take it the other way around. They're kicking up now and working a little bit and then kicking up a little bit. Working a little, do you know what I mean? Everything's 50-50 on this. I'm like, no, why don't we make this an 80-20 and hustle that for five years and then let's trim this down to 40% work, 60% play. Do you know what I mean? Instead of going 50-50, 50-50, and then it's all, I'm all, I'm forever in 50-50 mode. I don't want that. One day I want 20% work, 80% play. But that's not going to happen if I'm 50-50 the whole fucking time. Yeah. So when is the when is the potential for the real work-life balance to happen? When I'm 20-80, when I'm working 20% of right. the time. And 80% I but can do during, whatever the But during the 80-20 which we've been in, as I said, you can still make sure you're taking care of yourself. That doesn't have to be, that's nothing to do with the work-life balance. Um, Sorry. Yeah. I just totally went off and you you said some great stuff and I just was like, I got to say these couple things. No, but that's it. It, Alyssa did say some great stuff. No, I love it too. Yeah. You're brand new and you can already recognize (laughs) that this career is awesome because we can get to that point where you can, you can have a work-life balance. Um, 
So what I was going to ask before we went off on those rants was <laughs> um, your experience in school. Like I know it was a dream for you to live in California. So you studied in California. Tell me about your experience going through school there. Well, so at the beginning of school, it honestly was crazy. Um, I had a lot going on in life and I was mentally, physically and emotionally drained, exhausted. Um, and school for me, because you mentioned you bring up about um, talking about self-care. I honestly never did self-care for myself. I'm 26 years old. I never spent time on myself, always putting others first until massage school. And that for me was such a, those first six months have changed my life completely. And I'm not saying, you know, like, oh, you're going to go to massage school and it's going to change your life. I'm sure everyone's different. Everyone takes things differently. But for me personally, like, it changed my life completely. I started not giving all of myself when there's nothing left to give. You know, you can't help a client if you're exhausted because your body hurts because you're overworking yourself. You're not taking self-care into existence, you know. So to be able to help others. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. When you went to massage school, were you looking for a life change? Like if you're physically, emotionally, you know, you're just drained, period. And I'm just going from from my view, if I were you. And if I was that mm-hmm. drained about life in general and me, I wouldn't want to do anything. Like I would not want to take on a project. I would not want to take on a life change. I wouldn't want to do anything. So I'm just asking from that mindset, were you looking for a change and then massage happened to just give you that change? So, I mean, it's kind of like a yes and no and kind of thing. So I've suffered with depression for probably the past 10 years of my life. Um, You know, so I myself, you know, wanting to leave Ohio to go to Florida, go to California. Like, I guess I was on my journey, you know, of life trying to figure myself out. And I feel like that's really hard to do to actually focus on yourself, figure yourself out, you know? And when I started school, I didn't start with the intention of changing my life in any way. I used to listen to heavy metal music, be a little angry scene, emo kid, whatever you want to call it for a good amount of my life, you know? So for me, the whole, like, breathing in and, you know, relaxing to me, some of that stuff, I was like, yeah, like I can't do that. I can't quiet my mind. Like, what do you mean? I don't know. You know? So it wasn't necessarily like, Oh, I'm going to go do this. You know, I was actually wanting to go in working with like fighters and sports and stuff like that. So I wasn't even thinking spa type relaxing stuff. Um, but you know, since we started in the Eastern segment and actually it didn't happen the second I signed up for school, but, um, a little bit before that, I had to get a restraining order against someone and it took months and months and months and it was awful and wouldn't wish it upon anyone kind of thing. So I was dealing with that in school. And like you say, being in that state, you wouldn't want to do anything. Yeah, I missed a lot of hours. Um, my teacher at one point, I remember him telling me I wasn't going to I wasn't going to make it. And to me, that was devastating. Like, here I am. I'm going to have to pay for this. I can't do it. Um, but so there was a guy in my class who was like seven foot two. And I'm five foot three. Um, he would work on my back for the whole class almost. And he took like, I swear to you, 10 years of depression and just life. He took 10 years of my life out of my back and feeling that and experiencing that and being like, whoa, like massage isn't like lay down will make you feel good, relax. It's not a luxury to me. Massage is an investment in your life. 
you know, there's that you can go have a spa day and pay a ridiculous amount of money for a massage and a facial and all that stuff, you know, but actual massage for medical massage, like I feel like it's so important. So to me, that was just such an eye opener because, you know, here I am like with this awful back, like I could only imagine what my life would be like when I'm older, if I never, you know, started focusing on self-care and emotional release stuff and like all of that. It just opened my brain so much more. I've always kind of been into the whole therapy aspect. So like the fact that we can help people help themselves just with what we do, you know, and working muscles and certain things. It's like, to me, I love that. I've always been a giver. I've always wanted to help others. Um, So yes, I love it. And just learning, I guess, how to put me first. And that's the one thing about like doing this. I am my own, like eventually I'll be my own boss so I can control everything and kind of control my life and not just live to pay bills and die, you know. (laughs) So I read something recently that said, um, I'm probably misquoting it because I I don't remember where I read it, but it was something along the lines of um, when you're tired, like when you're tired, I'm not talking like, oh, I didn't get enough sleep, but like when you're tired, um, you don't need rest. You don't need, quote, self-care. What you need is something to be excited about. And I read this and I was like, I got to read this again. And then just as you were talking, I was thinking about that. Like, yes, the actual physical um, and emotional benefits that you got from getting massage. Cool. That's all cool. You could have just went and got massage for yourself to take care of whatever was going on with you. But it was that moment of realizing like, holy shit, like I could actually do this as a career and help people like this. And it's that giving you that something exciting to look forward to seems to be sort of the thing that you that I guess got you out of this funk of like I you know I I can't figure myself out that figured it out for you I I don't know I was just thinking about that quote as you were talking there's like, a whole part of this job that unless you've had experiences like this you 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 don't fully understand like I've never had this massive emotional experience coming from body work. I haven't, I haven't had one on the receiving end. So I would never fully comprehend what the hell happens with somebody when they have some sort of emotional release or anything associated with, with body work. I have no idea what that would be like. And it blows my mind because I, I'm assuming that only people that have had that happen to them would really understand it. I've never been on the receiving end. Um, I've had clients who have who have worked with me. Exactly. Say That's what I have mean. I ever and you're like, had that? I'm like, no. I don't, I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't, I, I can't, I, I can't comprehend it. So ask Alyssa. It's honestly insane. And like giving that to someone as well, like you know, not even just being on the receiving end, but giving, it's, it's insane when you can. I feel it happen. Well, that's the thing, because I feel like because you've received it, like you like you know what it's like to give it. Because I've given it, yeah. I've had people had these responses, but I truly can't understand what that response is because I've never been on the receiving end, right? Well, I mean, I feel like when it comes to certain things, it's all about the intent, right? We touch with intent. So if your mindset is something's going on. So here's a great example. So I am located in the Santa Cruz mountain area of California. And if you remember almost a year ago, the fires in California. So I started one week before the fires in California. And then we did a relief program, um, allowing a free service to people who are affected by these fires. Um, the owners of my company, the, the business I work for, they they lost their 
house pretty much. It was very emotional. And then having those clients on your table, it's, and you know, you know, you don't even ask them when they come in, like, how are you feeling today? How is your body? Because you already know, regardless of what their body was like before, like they either lost their house, they had to be relocated for months. You know, they were in these fires, seeing these traumatic experiences. Like I couldn't imagine it, you know, and I was just around it. So I feel like I kind of got that full on effect, like right out the gate of that emotional release. So definitely feeling that to me, just, I, I, it makes me almost more, not even empathetic for people, but I care a lot for people. And I guess maybe sometimes that might even be an issue. You know, they say in massage, you know, you're not, I don't know, not to get too, like it's a client, you have the professional relationship. And I totally understand that thing. And I almost don't know how to explain it, but I feel so free and to be able to help someone feel like the weight of the world is off of their back that they've been carrying around for anywhere from, you know, when they were a child to 50 years later, like that is huge and it can happen. I feel like people get stuck in this mindset of, oh, you know, this has happened or it happened so many, so long ago that it's just something is never going to change. Like you're stuck in that cycle, but they don't realize they're holding these things in their subconscious, which is holding them in their muscles. And I feel like educating the one thing about school is I'm a health educator as well. So educating my clients on what emotional release is, and not even to be sexist in any type of way, but usually the more macho type manly men who, you know, they don't feel or have feelings or express their feelings well, you know, everyone's going to have some type of emotional release, I feel like, eventually. So I'm kind of surprised that neither of you haven't really felt anything. Like, have you ever got off the table pissed off? We've, um, you know, in school, they tell us, you might have a client just get pissed off and walk out of the room and you're not really sure why. And that could honestly be like an emotional release because we're bringing up these things that happen, these traumas that, you know, we're holding on to. And so I don't know. I just think it's interesting to hear if you guys, have you had any huge maybe we experiences Maybe like we that? haven't had a trauma-filled life. <laughs> that could be too. <laughs> I love Canada. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's funny actually when, when, but I also, I, go ahead, when go ahead. we first met, when we were like first dating, I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but Mark said something to me along the lines of like, are you tortured? And I was like, what do you mean by that? He's like, I, a lot of people are tortured in their minds. Like, are you tortured? And I'm like, no, nah, man, I think, I think my mind's pretty Zen. I don't know. I don't think I'm tortured at all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so maybe it. that's why we haven't had that experience. We haven't, uh, maybe we haven't had the need for it. I don't know. I also don't get a lot of massage period though. No, you don't. No, I don't. I, I like to, I'm so particular about the type of treatment I get and how I'm treated and how I'm touched and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I can, I can understand the pissed off feeling when you get off the table, but I don't think it had anything to do <laughs> with anything else other than I'm like, I just didn't enjoy what just happened there. Or I did not enjoy, but I didn't find it helpful or whatever the case is, but I don't know. I'm just curious if you, if you feel like you have to have one of those experiences to, to understand it, but that's just trippy as hell to me i i don't know if you do yeah i don't think you have to necessarily you, think you have to well i don't think you'd have to go through it to kind of you know either be in a way sympathetic for it or understand it yeah because you know have you have you had a client ever cry on the table Absolutely. before so many yeah, times exactly yeah so you know and something just as simple as that like to me it's a quote by someone and i can't name them but we as healers create a space for you to heal yourself. And that I love because that's what we do. We don't fix people, but we're giving them that quiet space. People with kids who 
might not have had a time or second to their self or quiet in years or, you know, the whole COVID thing, everyone's stuck at home. So like just giving them that peace sometimes, you know, on top of all my neuromuscular stuff, I believe in, but I feel like ultimately, like you kind of need that sense of safety and relaxation to be able to fully let go of things or, you know, to actually get them worked out of you. (laughs) I'll tell you why I love hearing this. We just finished putting on, we, we put on a chair, a virtual educational conference for charity. And that just happened on the weekend where we got some really great speakers together who generously donated some time to uh, to to speak to people that donated and that's what got them registered for the conference and it was heavy science based there was a lot of pain science it was science 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 right and I, I love hearing this coming from you right now because it's like it's not always pain science it's not always injury it's not always performance it's not always biomechanical it's not always any of this stuff sometimes it's a hell of a lot more well and that we discuss that a lot in the conference as well because that's part of pain science is understanding that people's pain isn't always biomechanical right but i'm not even talking about pain right like this is not even pain i'm talking about that's what i'm saying like it's well beyond. It doesn't have to be anyway. You get yeah, what I'm saying. We as humans, our our mind and our bodies do amazing things that you. How can you even co- like comprehend all of it? You know. But I feel just like what goes on in this world. Like we suppress things because we don't want to think about it. We don't want to deal about it. We don't want to. You know. We don't want to be scared of it. You know. But it's in there and it's hiding. And so, you know, and all of that, like fully understanding that, then I feel like then you can understand how to get that release because I've dealt with, I had um, a workman's comp client, super, super chronic pain. I felt awful for him. Um, you know, had multiple back surgeries over and over again, would go get an epidural like every maybe six months or every other or every year kind of thing to help with his back pain. Um, and he actually lost his house in the fire. So to get him in, this is some big manly man who is a um, carpenter, you know, with, he's not going to cry on my table, but to get him in a relaxed state, to get his body and his mind to be in some some type of presence where he's okay and safe and doesn't have to worry about everything going on in his life being and on top of being in chronic pain all the time, you know, like it's hard sometimes I feel like, you know, especially if you're just going at it and going at it and, you know, a whole nother road to go down is dealing with insurance clients here. They tell you one area to focus on, but you can only dig up someone for so long. So if he comes in saying, give me more of like, Swedish massage because my body just needs to relax like and I don't want to be digged at all day and you know and whatnot so it's like yes I will give you that because you need that like your body needs that balance can I ask you guys a question Mm -hmm. for both of you guys when someone is coming in to see you and they're seeing you for this kind of like I'm holding a lot of stuff I got a de-stress type of thing are most of these people coming in that you get coming to you for that or they're coming to you for something else and then this also happens along with whatever you're treating and then they realize holy fuck like i didn't know that i can feel like this nothing to do with my pain as to why i'm here but all of the other heavy shit do you have people coming to you like that or they realize that when they're there for something else? i've got i've got two different stories but i'm gonna let Alyssa go first yeah so i pretty much would say that clients don't necessarily come come to me saying, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm an emotional wreck. I have all this stuff going on in my life, you know, like fix me. 
And, you know, I don't get that a lot. Um, but I mean, when we were giving away a service and seeing people that were affected by fires, like obviously I already kind of knew that they were going to be coming in with a lot of emotions and you don't really know how they're going to be acting or reacting or anything like that. So I actually would let those clients know who maybe don't get massaged often, just kind of let them know to let me know during the session if they start feeling any type of way or need a second, anything like that. But I definitely, for one, I talk during my sessions and it's not talking like gossip. It's more so kind of like, I think you've mentioned this before, like you're kind of, you're probing your clients in a way, like seeing what their everyday life is like, Mm -hmm. what they do on a day-to-day basis, you know, because I feel like we kind of do need that understanding if we are trying to help people, you know, with certain issues that they're having, you know, if um, their habits, unhealthy habits, anything like that. So I feel like sometimes emotions can come up or if you're seeing someone, you know, once a week for a couple months, you know, I feel like you kind of can tell good days, bad days. And, you know, I don't, want to poke or pry, I just let whatever they want to let out on the table, then I will feel free to let them let it out, you know, um, and just kind of get that understanding. But lately I've been seeing a lot of younger people, which makes me super happy at first. I like was kind of against like, Oh my gosh, I don't know how to work on a child. Like I'm talking about like a 16 year old or something, you know, um, or even like a 20 year old. I'm like, Oh my gosh, are they going to just judge me and be like, aren't you like 25? I'm I'm 26. Yes. But it's still like, I look like I'm 12. Some people are like, can you even drive? And I'm like, yes, I'm an adult. (laughs) I'm an Um, adult. So, you know, I'm like, great. Like I look just like you, you know, like, oh, they probably think we're the same age or we are the same age. Like, are they going to take me serious? You know, stuff like that. Like sometimes I try not to be awkward because I can be awkward. So I try to own myself. You know, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. I'm not big headed, but I'm confident. I'm confident in myself. But so I've been seeing these 20 year olds, these 18 year olds, these 19 year olds and their backs, they just remind me of my back or this like 25 year old the other day, his neck was, I've never felt someone's neck that was so knotted up. And like, I don't know, I've had some people that are rocks. So it's like, it was just kind of interesting to see. And that just gets me thinking, like, I hated high school. I was bullied since like seventh grade all the way into high school, which made me my little angry person that I was. So for me, like self-care, all of that stuff, I never knew how to handle emotions. So I'm just, it just makes my brain work more like thinking, like, I'm glad these younger people are coming in, realizing that, you know, like, hey, let's start helping ourselves and helping our bodies now, investing in ourselves. So in the future and our longevity in life can just be better. You know, they're not coming in when you're 50 because you broke your tailbone because you have muscles that are underworked because you've been surfing for 40 years and you don't use some muscles and overwork other muscles and, you know, stuff like that. So like, I'm glad younger people are starting to like realize what massage is. Surfing. How can you tell that she's in California? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm so interested in it because in Ohio, no one surfs or talks about surfing, but I have had a few clients and um, two guys that were over the age of 50, both broke their tailbones and they were working comp clients, but they're surfers. And if you think about a surfer back in the day, they had the bigger upper body, super small waist, you know, and no leg muscles pretty much because when you lay on a surfboard, you're paddling forward. 
and that's it. <laughs> and that's all these guys do. And I'm like, hello, you have all of these muscles that do amazing things. Like you need to even yourself out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't skip leg day, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, and so I'll see like younger kids, like 24 year olds. And I was like, oh, do you surf? Just because you can kind of tell like they're not going for that huge dramatic kind of Dorito look or whatever you want to call it. But you can just tell I'm like, wow, you have no lower back muscles. Like this is like you need to, you know, and that's the one thing I hate about being a massage therapist, especially a soon to be neuromuscular massage therapist alone is our scope of practice, you know, we can only do so much. So I love referring out. Um, I love doing what I can, but I also want to get certified in, I don't know, so much more and maybe possibly even like personal training or other things. So then I can do more for my clients. The beautiful thing is you're so young and all these things are a possibility. I mean, even when you're not so young, it's not unheard of to go back to school in your 40s, 50s, 60s. It doesn't matter, you know, do what you want to do. But the fact that you are so young, you can do all of these different things and build the career that you really want to build. But I want to answer Mark's question yeah, about I was say, answer the if, question. Yeah, answer if the people question. come in to see me for emotional issues or if that happens. So two people popped into my mind, two different clients uh, popped into my mind when you asked that question. One was, um, I'll give you the short version of the story. I had been treating this, I don't know, she's probably 32 year old woman for a little while. And um, her and I just got along really well from like the minute I met her, I was like, man, if I met you like outside of massage, I feel like I would just want to be your friend. Like she was just a really, really cool chick. We got along really well. And after seeing me, I mean, and she wasn't even a regular client. It was very infrequent. She would come see me when she was like, Amanda, I worked 80 hours last week. Like I'm, my neck hurts, my back hurts, my arms hurt. Can you see me? And so maybe after six, seven times of treating her, she said, I'd really like to get my mom in to see you. She is your typical like, I don't know, Alyssa, how, how old your parents are, but my parents are in their early 60s. And I feel like generationally, that age of people, from what I've observed in my own practice, this is like totally me pulling something out of my ass, but I've observed this with people sort of in their early 60s, early to mid 60s. They come from a generation that seems like self-care was literally the last thing on their minds. Like they didn't, oh, they yes. just did what they had to do. They didn't complain, you know, like there was... They overworked themselves to ridiculous amounts because these were people that went to work because they had to work. They were so, that was the generation was the I feel boomers, that yeah. you were supposed to hate your job, right? You're supposed exactly. to hate your job and love your home. My life. parents legitimately, like you know, I think probably had like a, the equivalent of an advent calendar counting down to retirement. Like it's that generation, <laughs> right? So they weren't, you know, my mom. I don't think had ever gotten a massage. So a lot of these people that I I was seeing in this age group, you know, they they weren't really into getting massage or acupuncture or chiropractic or physio. You know, if they had an injury, they went to their doctor. If it wasn't going to kill them, they're like, okay, fine. They took some anti-inflammatories and called it a day, right? So mm -hmm. this, this woman that I was treating, this 32-year-old woman, she said, I want to send my mom to you. I don't think she's ever had a massage, but I think she could really benefit from it. And, you know, as she was describing her mother, it sounded like every other woman in her early 60s that I had heard about. You know, she she does everything for the family. She cooks for everyone. She cleans for everyone. She, you know, she manages everyone's schedule, like just basically, you know, the the CEO of the entire family, but never takes care of herself. So I said, cool, I'll see your mom. So her 
her mom came in to see me the first time. And like you, and I'm glad you said this because I, I do understand that sometimes a massage treatment has to be totally silent, right? If that's what somebody needs. But I do tend to talk to my clients if if they're if they want to have a conversation, you know, and it's more just exactly as of you course. said to find out a little bit about them. So as I'm treating this woman, um, she she came to Canada uh, to be with her kids. So she had sent her kids here. Uh, they're from Korea. She had sent her kids here to go to school here. And then eventually she came and joined them here. So she didn't have a lot of friends here. She didn't have a lot of family here. She didn't have a huge like purpose here, if that makes any sense. So I could tell just as she was telling me about her life, you know, she would say things like, well, all I do is go to the grocery store and and come home. All I do is cook. All I do is, you know, help my kid. Like, it was very much like, I don't do anything for myself. And so she's telling me this. Anyway, as she's talking to me on the table, and it's a very lighthearted discussion, but all of a sudden, she just bursts out in tears. Like, hysterical crying, but she can't stop apologizing to me. And I was like, absolutely don't apologize. This is totally fine. This is totally normal. And so Mm -hmm. after the treatment, she said to me, I have no idea what happened there. And I said, well, maybe this is, it's because this is the first time you've ever actually spent an hour just on yourself. And she just started crying again. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, she started coming regularly because she realized like how much, as you said, she was suppressing and she was holding in because she never spent any time or money or energy on herself. Everything was, let me do everything for everybody else. My husband, my kids, my mother. And this was the only time she'd ever done anything for herself. And I was like, I literally wanted to cry looking at her. I was like, Oh, you poor thing. Like, yeah. And it, but it's been really great. And she's feeling good. And, you know, she did have some back and shoulder pain, which she's, it's funny because, again, it's just, you know, the way they brush it off, right? It was very much like, oh, this is just normal because I clean and I cook. And, you know, this is why I have this pain. And then once we started doing the treatment, she was like, I can't believe that I just walked around with this pain for my whole life. And I didn't have to. So mm-hmm. I guess that yes. to answer Mark's question, did she come to me for that? No, she came to me because her daughter said, hey, you should go get a massage. And then she realized, holy shit, look what this can do for me. Yeah. And the one thing I love about massage is it's we bring awareness to the body. Like some people don't even realize like, whoa, that hurts or that's sore because they either never get touched there or never, you know, touch that area or what, whatever it may be, you know, so we're bringing that awareness to the body and then it's pretty much them just having to listen to themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. like you can either listen to yourself or you can let it all go and cool. Like I'll see you next week. Maybe we'll have a change or whatever. Um, but one thing I wanted to say that I think was, I was planning on saying I forgot or whatever, but don't quote me on it, but in school that they mentioned as far as like an emotional release, because we did talk a lot about emotional release on the Eastern segment when we were learning shiatsu and Thai and all of those different modalities and stuff like that. Um, They mentioned that we do, it seems like we hold a lot of those emotions mainly more commonly in our rhomboids and our glutes. And that totally makes sense. How many people come in with back issues? And, you know, you think about it, someone who might be angry all the time or depressed or whatever, their shoulders, the way they hold themselves up, like all of that, you know, and I, I just, I tie it all together in my brain and some people call it hippy dippy stuff, but like, it's, it's just what it is. You have to have a balance of Eastern and Western. I feel like it's not necessarily one or the other, you know? And that's why I feel like massage is super important. Even if you see the more so like chiropractic or whoever might be more Western, 
compared to like the Eastern type modalities. But I feel like, you know, when it comes down to it, emotions played such a huge part in our lives that I feel like we may never fully understand or be able to understand, you know, and it's just always something to work at. 100% they do. And that's why, like, I don't know how it is in the States, but here in Ontario, at least, you know, we operate with this biopsychosocial model in mind that it's not just a person's um, biology that matters. You know, it's a lot of psychological factors. All of these things come into play when, when dealing with a client. And, um, you know, even the the other client I had in mind when Mark asked that question, she originally came to me because of chronic pain. And so she was diagnosed by her doctor as having fibromyalgia. And so she's talking to me and she's got all of this stuff. But as I've gotten to know her over the last two years, I'd say I've been seeing her. I think a lot of her shit is emotional. Like a lot of mm -hmm. times when she comes to me and, you know, she's talking to me. And it, actually, one thing she said to me, and it was, it was really nice. She said, you know, part of the reason I come here is I just feel so comfortable with you. And I, I, she goes, I know you're not my therapist and I'm not asking you to be, but I just like the fact that I can come here and get on your table and just talk to you and you just listen. And she's like, and at the same time, I get a really great massage treatment and I feel so light and so awesome afterwards. So did she necessarily yes. come to me for that? No, but she continues coming to me for that. Exactly. Because you created that safe space for her. And I feel like that's what's so important. And like spa, like I don't know, maybe I don't want to get into the spa scene because I don't want just to flip clients on and off the table. Like one thing that I actually started doing, which it's takes up my time, you know, but I actually let my clients, I let them know after a session to take as much time as they need before they get off the table, you know, and none of them will sit there for half an hour or anything, but even like one to two to five minutes, they sit there and just breathe. And then when they come out, I feel that that just puts the cherry on the top, you know, it gives them that, wow, like, you know, I tell them to just take a second to bring attention to those areas that you felt something or, you know, if there was soreness or any type of feeling or anything like that. And just to like, I don't know, sit there with yourself and thank your body for all that you have been through and that all you continue to do. And that's kind of my little closing. And I don't know, I love it. And I just feel like it kind of gives people that like, wow, okay, like, I don't know. That's the most yoga thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank your body. Honestly, and when I hear this, I'm like, this is the shit that I probably need. When I hear this, yes. I'm like, I can probably fucking, I can, that can probably help me. Probably. Well, and that's why when you say like you haven't had that or you haven't experienced that, like either of you, honestly, I feel like it, when it comes down to it, like even how you said, like just finding a good therapist that you can't be nitpicky the whole time or like. When I get on a table, I'm sitting there the whole time like, oh, what are you doing? That feels good. Like, I want to see or like, oh, my God, like, what are you doing? Like, that hurts or like, I'm critiquing the whole time or like, I'm thinking of my clients for some reason. I'm like, soap notes are going through my head and stuff. And like, I don't know, school. And I'm like, why can't I shut off my brain and relax, you know? But I think you have to find that client, you know, or that massage therapist that can either get you there or do that for you. And, um, and I feel like it also a huge thing is that quality of touch. So like, I feel like ever since I started school, I have been told that my quality of touch is phenomenal. And I'm like, um, okay, like, thank you. Like thinking people are crazy or whatever, but like now I, I kind of get it. Like, and it's all about touch. You touch with intent. If you have the intent of helping someone relieve something or, you know, letting them open up on the table, then I feel like that's going to happen. If you go in there and just grind your elbows, forearms and people, you know, get the work done, what they came in for and that's pretty much it. I feel like you're missing out on so much. Um, one thing I would love to learn more myself is breathing. 
I tell my clients, you know, take nice big inhales and big, beautiful exhales, like letting your body let go. And when you feel that release, when you're on that spot and it just drops out of someone and they're like, oh my gosh, like it clicks in their head. Like, wow, I felt that like that. It doesn't hurt anymore. It's not there anymore. Like that thing that's been attached to me for however long is gone. Like, and it doesn't happen all the time and it doesn't happen instantly. But those moments are like my favorite moments. Cause I'm like, wow, we, we did it together. You don't just, we don't do all the work, you know, you need the client to be there, to be present, to be in that moment and to want the release too. You know, you have the clients who go home and don't do their homework and then come back and they're like, oh yeah, I'm all knotted up again. Like get them out. And I'm like, what have you been doing? Like, why haven't you been stretching or, you know, resting and doing certain things? Like I can't do everything. And if you want to just keep paying me, I guess to, you know, keep redoing the same thing over and over again, then I guess that's what we'll do. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like it's all what what you're looking for ultimately in the end, you know? So I want to ask you, you know, we've talked a lot. It, it's funny because when you first sent us the message and you said you're now studying to become a neuromuscular massage therapist, I was thinking <laughs> you're going to be super, super, sci- and you are science-based. I understand that. you. I'm sure you practice, um, you have an evidence-based practice like all of us do. but it's yes. it's funny when you said like, oh, I know this sounds very hippy dippy because I've always described my form of therapy as I'm like, I'm a science hippie. Like I totally, <laughs> I totally appreciate evidence. And, you know, I've I've studied science my entire life. Um, but at the same time, a lot of this like super spiritual, like out of body hippy dippy shit, I, I'm into it. But you are now in school to be a neuromuscular therapist. What does that even mean? What are you studying that's different from what you did in your core program? Wow, so much. It's pretty much forget everything you learned and we're starting fresh and it's a lot. Well, that's and ridiculous. It's and it's, <laughs> it's Monday through Friday from, you know, eight in the morning till 1245. And it's just lecture, 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 body work lecture, 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 body work. So we'll do body work. Like we used to do it once a week and now they actually merged it into four days a week. And thankfully we can actually go back to campus. So I drive an hour over one of the third deadliest highways in California, listening to you guys (laughs) on my trip to school in the morning, (laughs) getting all fired up about whatever, you know, um, or inspired and whatnot. So I'm thankful that we're back in person. But so we do a lot of focus on trigger point. We do the AROMs, um, so active range of motion, passive range of motion, MRTs, the manual resistant test, ortho tests. Um, we learn about different pathologies, working with um, people who are post-injury, um, post-surgery, kind of more sports massage. So definitely more so medical, you know, in the core program, we learned Shiatsu and Swedish. Okay, so I'm understanding a little bit more now. So what you're doing now is included in what we learn, like in our core program. So here in Ontario, um, when I went to school, at least our program was 2200 hours. And we did everything from orthopedic assessments to, you know, we did trigger point therapy, we learned about um, pathology and neurology and mm-hmm. everything. No, none of these Ontario schools do any of the Eastern stuff. Yeah, no, we don't do any of that. Everything here is very much because here in Ontario, it's a regulated healthcare profession. So we do everything very, um, yeah, more, more along the lines of what you're learning now. So 
what you're doing now is exactly what we learned. But I, I love the fact that you had this experience with the Eastern and Western combined. Um, and I know there's going to be people who totally disagree with me, but I know that, you know, a lot of people sort of um, dismiss a lot of like Eastern medicine. Like we don't even talk about, it, we don't even think about it, but there's mm-hmm. something about that to me that seems so fundamentally wrong. Like how are we dismissing something that has been around for like 4,000 years? And, yes. you know, whether or not we have studies and evidence and research to say like this does this and this does this. There's so much clinical experience and outcomes to show that these things work. You know, the clients appreciate it. They love it. They value it. And I I think there's so much value in it as well. So I think it's really cool that you're getting a little bit of both. Yeah. See, that's awesome. So the core program for us, it was the Western, the Eastern. We touched very little on everything, you know, so we went over sports massage. We went over lymphatic work very, very briefly, like you're not going to know how to go out and do it. You have to take a continued education if you want to do pregnancy or anything like that. Um, and we actually had, cause here in California, I, it's kind of like a, me- uh, a, a melting pot, you know, with all of the different ethnicities. So they actually had to open a whole Mandarin branch. So they were teaching a bunch of Mandarin students because they just had the demand for it. Um, so they had to get textbooks and things in different languages and tutors and people that can help with all of that. So I thought that was awesome um, that we have that. So there are a lot of people here that are interested in that Eastern medicine. Um, So I think that's cool because they're actually either interested in it from where they come from or what they grew up knowing from their families who came from wherever. Um, So that was, that program was only 800 hours. And then the neuromuscular was just like an additional, like when I signed up for school, I signed up for both knowing I was going to go straight into the neuromuscular. Like why just be a certified massage therapist when I can be a neuromuscular massage therapist, you know, like I like the sound of that one better. Um, Kind of not even fully understanding what I was getting myself into Um, because now I cannot even look at a body without, (laughs) without thinking all the things. Yeah. You're a, you're a massage geek now. Yes. Oh, it's it's amazing. And I love it. So that's actually cool that you guys got that because here, like I said, it's one of the only, um, like, what is it? The national, like it's the only one program in the United States, I believe that's kind of like that, the neuromuscular. So people will come from other States to take the program here to get that certification. So I think it's, it's pretty awesome. It's only board accredited program, I believe for neuromuscular in the States, but don't quote me on that. (laughs) Well, that's, that's awesome though. You're becoming a massage geek like us. Like I know I've told this story before, but when Mark and I, (laughs) yes, when Mark and I were, um, it was like, early on we were living together i don't even think we were married yet uh, and we used, to, we used to go out <laughs> to this same bar every friday night like every single friday night we just knew we were going to the same bar so it was walking distance from where we lived the bartenders knew us like they literally reserved stools at the bar for us we'd walk in and if there was people <laughs> sitting in our seats they would shoo them away like ev- for everybody by the way who was like how did the cast of friends always get that couch i'm like i I get it. I get it. Because yes. sometimes you're through. just the VIPs <laughs> and you get your same seats. So we yes. would go to this bar every night. And when we would walk home sometimes now at this point, we've 
you know, probably drank $200 worth of booze and like could barely open our eyes. But we'd walk home and there were so many people because we lived in a very busy area of Toronto. And we would walk home and we'd observe other people walking. We're like, what do you think's wrong with that guy's hip? And we would like be assessing yes. people walking down yes. the street while we were completely loaded. It was amazing. Where's the weirdest place you've ever you've ever found yourself analyzing a body in such a way that you didn't need to? For me, it was a strip joint. It was a strip oh joint. God. And I'm sitting there going, I'm sitting there going, fuck, she's Jane Valcom, eh? <laughs> My buddies are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, they definitely need the body work from all that flipping and twisting and spinning they do. It makes my body hurt, you know? Where's the, so. weirdest, where's the weirdest place you looked at a body and, and you started applying work to it? Before I tell you something that you're going to love. So my <laughs> second client today, it's actually somebody that Mark knows. Um, my client that came in and threw the paper at your eye. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> so my... <laughs> They're 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 old friends. Um, so my second client today, uh, she was talking about uh, FST, fascial stretch therapy, with me, yes. and she does laser hair removal. So I actually go to her for laser, and uh, she was talking about one of her laser clients, and he does FST, and she said every time he comes in for laser, he pays her in all like really really small bills. So he'll you know he'll have to pay her like three hundred bucks. We'll pay her in all fives, and he's like, sorry, that's what my clients give me. She's like, who are your clients? All strip. And I'm like, well, think about it. It makes sense. Who wants to increase their overall mobility? His clients might actually be all strippers. Oh my gosh. They could be. I've I've heard of people that, you know, they and it wouldn't be a bad idea to take some business cards with you, you know? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, now everything's closed, but I'm not gonna send my husband to a strip club, but any other single male <laughs> male yes, therapist. good ideas. Jenny Valgamy. <laughs> So Canadian when I did that too. Jenny Valgame. Yeah. So Alyssa, where is the weirdest place you ever found yourself like analyzing someone's <laughs> posture or their gait or just, you know, their overall mo mobility and my movement? My bedroom one time and she was underneath me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh my God. I'm joking. No, I'm joking. Like, I'm joking. The public restroom at Costco. <laughs> And we sure. have, it's, you, I was going to say, are you guys familiar with Costco? Do of they course. Have Costco? I don't know. Course. I feel like I'm always looking at people. Okay. Cause I love Costco, but it, those carts at Costco are no joke. So I love watching people push the carts too. Cause it's big carts, especially like older folk. I'm like, oh my gosh, just go in one of those scooters. When I get a certain <laughs> age, when I'm over the age of 60, I'm going in a scooter. I'm doing whatever I want. 60? Oh, come on. It. Okay. Yeah. 60's <laughs> not even old. old. By the time it comes around. Oh my gosh. No, I know. But still, some of these people, I'm like, come on, you deserve it. You've been on this earth for how long? Like, but I don't know. I'm always analyzing people. It's awful. I hate it i cannot just shut my brain off like i said even when i'm for the weirdest thing is actually more so when i'm getting massaged when i'm receiving i'm constantly thinking of my clients and things that i did or saw or whatever with them and i think that's weird um, so i don't know <laughs> my brain's always going especially because i have school monday through friday yeah you're still a student so that makes sense yeah you know i'm like oh my gosh look at that or like oh my god look at those feet like people in flip-flops especially out here by the beach i'm like oh my gosh you got some 
Morton's toe and like all this stuff going on. <laughs> like, why do you have those shoes on? Oh, you would love to see my feet. Okay. So I have the, like, I literally have zero arches. Mark says that my feet, cause my feet are also very skinny. Mark says my feet look like water skis because they're, they're big. Like I wear a size 10. They're long and thin oh and I have zero arches. Like they're water just water skis. skis. <laughs> so, oh and gosh. I walk around and I know better. I'm a therapist. I walk around in my shitty little flip-flops all summer long. And I only have myself to blame when my body hurts because I'm wearing these shitty little flip-flops and walking around with my flat feet, my water skis. Oh, yes. No, I feel that. I put mine on today and I was like, why did I wear these to go take the dogs on a two-mile walk? Like, this was a bad idea. Bad call. (laughs) I'm so happy that you did send us this message. I, I don't think we mentioned this at the beginning, but I have to tell the story because because it is so incredible. <laughs> Alyssa sent us a message, you know, just kind of saying, you know, I listen to you guys and it's great. And I, you know, this is what I'm doing. And these are the things I want to do. And, you know, this is why I want to do this. And I hopefully one day we'll get to have a conversation with you guys. And we were like, all right, cool. How about now? And she's like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking like, about? Oh my gosh, I'm not ready. <laughs> I've been a therapist for five minutes. Like what? But it's, for me, it's sort of inspiring to even talk to people who are just getting into the profession as Absolutely. well, because you still have this fire, you know, like you haven't, you haven't been tainted in any way. And it sort I think it sort of reminds people and reignites people in why we got into this in the first place. You've got so much flexibility in your schedule. You have such control over your income. You're helping people in ways you didn't even imagine you could. And just again, reminding people that sometimes the most basic stuff, the most fundamental stuff, just actually creating a safe space for people and providing the therapy is, it it makes such a difference in people's lives. So I really am glad that you agreed to come on, even though you've only been practicing for 10 minutes and you're (laughs) you're very, very green, but it's good. And again, we will have you come back when you've got more experience under under your belt and maybe the conversation will be different. Maybe it won't. We'll see. Yes. No, I appreciate you guys having me and just listening to you guys. Like I said, like I'm a fan, like I learn things, I hear things that I'm like, whoa, like, like you said, like, why didn't I think of that? You know, like, so I love it. I love hearing everything and anything, even if people I might not agree with fully or, you know, we all have our opinions, but just hearing people's opinions and their experiences, I feel like it's such a huge part of this and helping me grow and helping each other grow. And yeah, remembering why we do this and why we signed up for it and all of that. So thank you so much. I hope I will be able to talk to you guys in the future and see where things are at and all that. Hopefully you guys won't be in lockdown anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so too. And I really hope yeah. that we can get out of lockdown so we can start traveling again. Absolutely. I want to come to a place where the earth yeah. moves. I want to go back to the land of hurricanes. I'm all for it. <laughs> I want to see some surfers. Right? <laughs> right on. This has been fun. Thanks for hanging out. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. Peace.